0: Good morning. My name is Margaret Weaver. Welcome to Monday Morning with Dr. Margaret. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. Thanks for being with us this morning. Your support, your prayers, are greatly appreciated. Continue to encourage others to join us by going to Margaret OWeevil on Instagram and Margaret Weevil on Facebook. Another option is to go to this website, buzzsprout.com forward slash 175 Again, that's buzzsprout, B-U-Z-Z-S-P-R-O-U-T dot com forward slash, 175-4492. Today we will discuss the futility of idolatry. In 1 Samuel, the fifth chapter, verses 1 through 4, we find these words. Then the Philistines took the Ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. When the Philistines took the Ark of God, they brought it into the house of Dagon and set it by Dagon. And when the people of Ashdod arose early in the morning, there was Dagon fallen on its face to the earth before the Ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and set it in its place again. And when they arose early the next morning, there was Dagon, fallen on its face to the ground before the ark of the Lord. The head of Dagon and both the palms of its hands were broken off on the threshold. Only Dagon's torso was left of it. Let us pray. Father God, oh how precious you are. How good you are. Bless all that are listening. Bless this time with your power and your grace. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. This story found in 1 Samuel 5, is intriguing, puzzling, amusing, and convicting. It is a story about an idol called Dagon, but really it is more about the people who worshipped Dagon. The Ark of the Lord represented the presence of God In it were the commandments God gave to Moses. After taking the Ark of the Lord, the Philistines put it in the house of their idol called Dagon. Perhaps the Philistines thought that putting Dagon and the Ark of the Lord together in the same house would make for a potent combination. They were mistaken. But it is not hard to slip into that kind of thinking, God and thinking, God and Buddha, God and something or someone we have made into an idol. Now, I do not know what happened in Dagon's house that night. They put the Ark of the Lord next to Dagon. But obviously, it was not good for Dagon because it ended up flat on its face before the Ark of the Lord. It would seem that seeing your idol face down on the ground would be enough to conclude that this idol is worthless. But instead, they picked it up and put it back in its place again. Who would want an idol that would fall down and was so weak it could not move on its own? It had to be put back in its place by its worshipers. Now, if that is not bad enough, the next morning they go into Dagon's house, and again it had fallen face down before the ark of the Lord. But this time, the head and the palms of its hands were broken off. It was as if God was emphasizing that your idol is useless, pointless, powerless, worthless, and helpless. It cannot help itself, let alone anybody else. Idolatry is anything we put before God, anything we place above God. So while this story is both incredible and baffling, we need to ask ourselves the question, are there idols in my life, things that I put before God, Idols that are not working, but I continue to prop up and go back to anyway. Idolatry can take many forms. Possessions, work, money, media, fame, entertainment, sports, drugs, food, the desire for power, and yes, people. Relationships. So while the story about Dagon happened centuries ago, Exodus 23 remains as true now as it did when God first gave this commandment to Moses. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Periodically, let's take some time, pause, think Reflect. Look at our choices. Let's examine our priorities. Make sure that nothing comes before our God and our relationship with Him. Nothing.